Psalm 120, you'll find that on page 850 in the Pew Bible. There's an outline of the message for you on I-Peace. We pick up where we left off uh, quite a while ago now. We pressed pause on the Psalms and uh, a little while back, and we want to uh, jump back into, climb back into the Psalms, how to live a Psalm-like life, and um, Psalms 120 through 150. And uh, here's a, kind of a, a series within a series on the Songs of Ascent, Psalms 120 through 134, uh, were um, more than likely uh, songs that God's pilgrim people uh, sang together on their ascent, and it was literally going up, elevating in elevation as they made uh, at least uh, three trips, uh, particularly the adult males of God's people, covenant people, would make uh, three trips every uh, year for... Uh, festivals, uh, Passover and uh, Pentecost, the Day of Atonement, and uh, they would be singing these psalms as uh, they made that journey. So with that in mind, this is a road trip uh, playlist for our journey with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, from earth to heaven. So let's, uh, um, let's hear God's word and receive it with believing hearts. This is the word of the Lord, a song of ascents. In my distress, I call unto the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshach, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. You may be seated so far the reading of the word of the Lord. Please keep the Bible open and handy for uh, the message on uh, I, peace. And uh, by way of uh, introduction, uh, I uh, found uh, Eugene Peterson's and uh, Josh Moody's commentaries uh, very helpful, especially for the songs of ascent here on Psalm 120 and following. So uh, with that in mind, we uh, take a look together at Psalm 120. Dear congregation of Christ, brothers, sisters, and Lord, there's no bruises, no broken bones. Uh, There are no injuries, at least uh, none that you can see. Uh, You may have some tonight as we gather together for church. Uh, These are the injuries, the wounds uh, God's people suffer as they uh, experience emotionally destructive relationships. Leslie Vernick Look her up online. She was recommended by Darby Strickland with CCEF, a Christian Counseling Center. Uh, Offers a lot of great counsel, uh, particularly when uh, you experience emotionally destructive relationships because she grew up in one with her mom. Uh, She was a very tense uh, relationship. Her mom was constantly blowing up in anger. She didn't know what uh, to expect. And as she grew up, the relationship became even more distant And uh, she suffered a lot of emotional and mental uh, wounds as uh, her mom uh, never came to her wedding. And uh, her mom never went to her son's baptism. And when her mom never showed up for Mother's Day, 
and uh, her mom would never invite her and her family over to her home. And dear friends, uh, she uh, tells the story of how her mom would weaponize words, how her mom would punish her and manipulate her with um, um, unspoken gestures as well as with, um, with lies and deceit. And she said, finally, I had to realize I can't fix my mom. I want to change my mom, but I can't. But she said, I, I know what the Lord has been teaching me through it all, that um, he wants to change me and my responses to my mom in this emotionally destructive relationship. Congregation, what do you do when uh, you are wounded? Uh, the psalmist uh, shows us, I am for peace when it seems like so many people are for war. What does that look like? And uh, we want to see together as uh, the psalmist is calling on the Lord to deliver him uh, from liars. And that's what uh, we need to be moving into on our journey. And it's uh, a journey we take over and over again as uh, we um, go with Jesus Christ uh, to the new Jerusalem, that great city of peace, in the new heavens and the new earth. We, first of all, want to take a look at uh, the psalmist calling on the peacemaker uh, because he's surrounded, we all are, by peace haters as uh, he really does want to be a peace uh, speaker. And at the end, congregation, literally he says, I, shalom, I, the am for is not in the original, I am, I, I peace. So what does that look like? It looks like, first of all, calling on God, the Lord, as uh, the great peacemaker. And we see together in the text, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. The word distress there, dear friends, is a particular word that means really that he feels trapped. And we all feel that way. Uh, the psalmist is feeling that he's locked in, that he's um, in this uh, isolation and uh, as he goes through the distress of uh, suffering, these uh, w words that wound him, uh, he simply cannot escape. And it's because so many people are telling lies, so many uh, people around him are uh, deceiving. They're not telling the truth anymore. They're trying to trick him by telling what is absolutely untrue about him. In other words, uh, people are calling him names, and he feels uh, trapped, and that's why he calls on the name of the Lord, and the Lord answers him. He cries out, deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. So he feels trapped. Do you feel that way sometimes? You're stuck, and you can't escape. Uh, those who are calling you names, or those who are spreading lies about you, you know the truth, they should know better, but they're gossiping, they're whispering to other people, and uh, maybe uh, it's a coworker, maybe it's a, a neighbor, maybe it could be a classmate, maybe it's someone in church, but uh, you get the reputation, even though it's a false one, you know better, but you maybe get the reputation that uh, you are the jealous type, or that you are a snob, and people are telling lies and are deceiving others. 
and congregation, the psalmists, and we feel wounded by those words. People uh, weaponize their words to manipulate and to punish, as it were. If they have been uh, wronged, they take out the wrong on you and upon me. People are feeling um, estranged and wounded. That's literally what the psalmist is talking about, deceitful tongue. It means that he's been shot and he's been wounded and uh, he's feeling weakened. He lacks the strength now uh, to deal properly with this uh, particular problem. Deceived simply means that he's been shot at and uh, he's uh, wounded and paralyzed emotionally, as well as mentally and spiritually. Dear friends, have you felt that way? Well, congregation, the psalmist shows us how to uh, take a step up, to take a, take a step out of, in faith, to move out of um, going wrong when we have been wronged by others. He says, I, in my distress, I called uh, to the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh, the God of the covenant, the one who has made promises. He always has met me where I am to meet my needs. So he is going to meet my needs right here and right now. Prayer, it always gets us moving, praising and praying. Do you want to be delivered? Then pray this prayer. I sing this song. Together with God's pilgrim people, he calls on the name of the Lord. And it's really like uh, pushing. If you're stuck in the elevator at church and you can't get out, you've got to push that emergency button. And that's really uh, it's covenantal language, calling officially on the name of the Lord of the covenant. This Lord is in a special relationship with his people. And he answers more on how he answers but he's crying out for deliverance. And dear friends, that's what prayer does for us. Notice what the psalmist does. It's very instructive for all of us because we want to first go tell our spouse, right, what someone said about us who are lying and deceiving and uh, spreading all kinds of uh, gossip and slander and uh, false rumors and rumors about us. We want to we first talk to our spouse. We want to first talk to our mom and dad. We want to first talk to the teacher at school or the principal. Uh, and we want to talk to our classmates about it or another member of the Church of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, if you want to feel the truth of God delivering you, the first one you got to talk to, and so do I, is the Lord himself. Speak first to your Lord. God moves us toward his heart. And the psalmist is on the move with God's people. Ultimately, they're heading to Jerusalem, the city of peace, where God has promised peace through the atoning sacrifice he gives in the lamb that would be slaughtered upon the altar to forgive Lies to deliver liars, to deliver his people from those who are deceivers. Your friends, this is a preview. Ultimately, the Lord has come to be sacrificed, slaughtered, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, to give us peace when we're all uh, emotionally shot, spiritually wounded, Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lamb of God 
who gives us peace with God and the peace of God through his shed blood on Calvary's cross. Because uh, our peacemaker uh, gives us a reality check, right? Life in this fallen world is a life surrounded by peace haters. What shall be given to you? Verse 3, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue, a warrior sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me, I'm hurting, in other words. And uh, there's this uh, pressure building up in the psalmist's life, and there's this emotional pressure that wells up in all of our hearts and our souls, dear friends, uh, that needs to be released. And so the the prayer of the psalmist, the song of the redeemed, releases the pressures. Woe to me, I'm hurting. Because I sojourn in Meshach and I I dwell among the tents of Kedar. In other words, everywhere I look, someone's trying to play me (laughs) for a fool. We're on this journey together, and it's, as it were, he's going through uh, this territory, and he feels like uh, it, well, the barbarians have overtaken the walls of Zion. And I believe this, uh, the, the, the footnote in the ESV Pew Bible here has it right. The writer may be speaking figuratively, comparing the treatment he receives from God's people to what he would expect from barbarians or from pagans. I believe that's spot on. In congregation, the psalmist realizes that he's surrounded by liars. And in many respects, we are too. What do liars do? Well, they they hide the truth. Liars hide the truth. Whether it's misinformation, whether it's disinformation, whether it's propaganda by politicians. Politicians want to promise you, as it were, the world to get your vote. But we um, won't be fooled again, will we? Or will we? Uh, Because ultimately we see that um, they are lying through their teeth in many respects. There's uh, also fake news. And there are slanderers, even in the community of faith. Congregation, the psalmist is sick of it. He's fed up. And we can be sick of it and fed up with it too. All of the lies of liars. Lies in the medical field, lies in politics, lies by politicians, lies in, in government, lies in of the school system and education. And dear friends, it's also can be sadly speaking in the church of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Slander, can Christians slander each other? They certainly can. And sometimes they often do. Liars hide the truth. Slanders is really what the psalmist is dealing with within the covenant community. And slander, dear friends, is misrepresenting the truth. Uh, We can slander, and this is what we need to be repenting of as sinners. We need to be repenting of these sins and confessing these sins if we have slandered someone else in the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, particularly or certainly others. Congregation slander can be in ascribing wrong motivations to people uh, with whom we share a like precious faith. 
a slander and can be um, saying, well, that, that believer over there is not as committed and as devoted as he or she uh, should or, or could very well be. Slander congregation is misrepresenting another believer's uh, position without fact-checking it and verifying that that's actually what they hold to and what they uh, believe. Slandering can be certainly blowing out of proportion someone's uh, sin. Exaggerations, for instance, a failure to tell the whole truth. Liars hide the truth. And congregation lies really just destroy and disintegrate uh, the covenant community, the bonds of faith uh, that we share as those who are one in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why God finds uh, lies and liars detestable. And that's why the psalmist feels so hurt and wounded as he's uh, injured by these, these lies and all of this deception. Liars disintegrate uh, community. God has created his redeemed people, his, his pilgrim people to be a family unit and, and a community of, of charitable love. But the lie congregation uh, unravels that close community. And it's all over the place, congregation. As we read together, too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. They hate shalom. I am for peace, the psalmist says. But when I speak, they are for uh, war. Congregation, uh, what does that mean, uh, lies disintegrating community? Uh, there are many lies to be told in our day and age. And... Um, uh, we are surrounded uh, by them, by liars. When someone talks to you about life uh, without ever mentioning the Lord Jesus Christ, they're lying. Because Jesus Christ says, I am the life. <laughs> when they're talking about you know, where they came from, origins or destinies, right? Um, uh, creation, without ever mentioning Jesus Christ, the Father and the Holy Spirit, when it comes to uh, this world and who made it, well, they're, they're really telling lies, right? Because they're not mentioning God by a name. When people talk about love, and they don't talk about love in terms of the God who is love, who has shown his love for sinners in the sacrifice of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, then ultimately they're lying because they're not telling the whole truth, the whole truth is that our God is love. There's true peace when we are truth uh, tellers. And uh, young people, we need to be on the lookout for the lie and the liars, whether that's on social media or wherever you are. And all of us, we have to realize we're constantly being lied to. And the Satan is a liar who wants to trap you and shoot you and wound you. And he wants to wound me so that the reputation of Jesus Christ, uh, who is love and who is truth himself, gets shot. What are some of those lies? Surrounded by liars who hate peace because they hate Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Lie number one, obey your emotions at all costs. Live your truth. Let others live their 
truth. This is anti-God. This is anti-Jesus. This is anti-love. This is anti-life. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. And don't don't let anybody ever call you someone who is a sinner. Invent and advertise your own identity. Celebrate all lifestyles and the love lives of others as, well, they're just equally valid. These are the lies that are seeking to disintegrate community in our country and a culture of peace in the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver you from those who are peace haters and to become a peace speaker, a a peace speaker. I, shalom, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And congregation, uh, as we just uh, back up in Psalm 120, uh, verse 3, uh, this can be taken in a couple of ways. I, I believe this is what the psalmist is saying. He's speaking peace to this peacemaker, right? And he's speaking a prayer of peace as he's really praying, what shall be given to you? What more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue, a warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree? The broom tree was hard wood. And when you cut up that hard wood of the broom tree, it would... Uh, The fires uh, from the coals of that broom tree would would last for a long, long time. I believe the psalmist is speaking peace through prayer. And he says, I want to leave poetic justice in God's hands. The psalms are full of poetic justice. The Proverbs are as well. And this is where God is delivering the psalmist. Are you catching this? You see how God is already answering. You have answered my prayers. And God is answering the prayer of the psalmist by what? By the psalmist saying, Lord, justice is up to you. I'm leaving it in your hands. I want peace. So he's saying, those who are trying to trap me, Lord, you trap them. Uh, Those who are trying to wound me, you know, redirect their arrows so that they are wounded. And I believe this is ultimately out of love for them, out of love for peace haters. Lord, answer this prayer so that these peace haters may join me to the city of peace where there's true peace with God through the sacrifice of a substitute. Let the shots, they are shooting, backfire so that they too are humbled and seek forgiveness from the God who is peace. Jesus Christ is our true peace, congregation, in a world of war, in a world that is at war with him. He does deliver as the great uh, Prince of Peace, the Prince of uh, Shalom. He has come into this world of lies to be uh, the truth. And he demonstrated that he was a truth teller uh, by uh, raising the dead, by miraculously healing the sick. He proved by his resurrection from the dead that he spoke the truth in uh, love. 
And our Lord Jesus Christ has ascended into heaven. He is the great prince who has now arrived in the city of peace. So he will answer our prayers even as he prays for peace in our lives when we are wounded and trapped. Congregation, what are some applications for us here? Well, I want us to read a couple of verses and apply it. Let's uh, turn in the Bible here to the New Testament applications here in uh, Romans chapter 12. First of all, Romans chapter 12, verses 18 through 19, page 1635, page 1635 in the uh, Pew Bible. Romans chapter 12, at verse 18, page 1635. And there the Apostle Paul writes, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And then 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. And then verses 21 through 23. You'll find that on page 18. Uh, 13, page 1813, as Peter is writing to his fellow pilgrims. 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. And then at verse 21. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So, congregation, we need to take a step, a step up and a step in. What's the step? Number one, never put your hope in what God has not guaranteed. And I do believe that's how God answers our prayers for peace because it gives us peace with those who don't want peace. We're to pursue peace, but we need to be realistic. And I find that refreshing in this psalm. You want to fix a relationship, but the other person doesn't want to fix it. <laughs> You want reconciliation uh, with this person, but they don't want to be reconciled, right? Uh, you have put the time and the effort in. You've been busy praying. You've been speaking words of shalom and peace, uh, a love and seeking forgiveness. But dear friends, those, <laughs> those actions have not been reciprocated. <laughs> they haven't responded in kind. So never put your hope in what God has not guaranteed. Jesus Christ didn't have um, perfect reconciliation with all of his enemies, did he? Um, so congregation, let's expect that sometimes some of our relationships will be irreconcilable this side of glory. And I believe that promise 
that truth, dear friends, um, fills our hearts with peace to move forward. And in the words of William Faulkner, quoted by Eugene Peterson, I saw a footprint. showing me where I've moved on. Never put your hope in what God has not guaranteed. You can't always fix these relationships, and neither can I. And so we continue to pray for them. And then we, dear friends, need to realize that perhaps we need to repent of demanding relationship to be reconciled. If we are demanding it, we pray for it, we pursue it, but if we're demanding these relationships to be reconciled, when the other party chooses not to be reconciled, there may be an idol we need to repent of. And then let us love in the battle to win ultimately the war. As God has promised deliverance, dear friends, deliverance means we stop spreading lies. Uh, We stop the lies that we choose, right? We can't uh, make someone choose what we want them to, but we can choose by the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, uh, the Prince of Peace, to choose how we respond to those who are trapping us and shooting at us, those who are injuring us, and wounding us. We can love in the battle. The love is a battlefield to win the war, knowing that Jesus delivers us and he's taking us uh, to that great city of peace. So we step out and we step up, resolving, as much as it depends on us, to pursue peace. That's not optional, is it? To maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. But congregation, we need to be on the lookout, right? Because when we are lied about, we want to spread lies. Uh, when, we are, when we are wrong, when someone does evil against us, then we can often uh, identify the evildoer with the evil, and we can therefore become bitter, filled with pride and hatred. And then we ultimately lose So let us love in the battle to seek to win the war. Call on the name of the Lord for deliverance from uh, liars. And may Jesus Christ uh, give us the peace as uh, we all at times suffer injuries. No one else can see. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we confess that we are a people with unclean lips. We live among a people with unclean lips. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would be our lamb and please um, atone for all of our lives, all of our sins, all of the times when we have wounded others with our words. We pray, have mercy on us, heal us on the inside. Thank you for your wounds on Calvary's cross. 
uh, by which we are healed. We pray for spiritual, emotional, and uh, mental healing in the name above all names, the name of Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Fill our hearts, O Lord, with your peace to be peace speakers, peacemakers. Lord, there are those difficult relationships we have with others who simply do not want to be reconciled. Lord, we thank you for uh, helping us to remember uh, with a reality check uh, tonight that you haven't always guaranteed uh, peace in this world of sin. We pray, Lord, that we may love in the battle that we may not grow, go wrong when we are wronged. And Father in heaven, we pray that we may be um, instruments in your hands to show and share the redeeming love of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that others may join us on the journey. Those who hurt and express that hurt by hurting others. Lord, we pray for them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you'd fill them with your spirit of peace. Um, And we pray, Lord, that you'd tame our tongues, that you guard our mouths, that you'd sanctify our speech, uh, that we would be wise with our words. And Lord, we pray as Satan spreads lies, that we would believe the truth and experience the truth of the gospel setting us free. Lord, hear our prayers. Bless our offering. In the name of Jesus Christ, our peace. Amen. Let's give our gifts to the Lord at this time, the tithes.